And you're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Mm, 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 mm. Bob with me. Bob with me. Her, why are you shaking your head, man? You make me feel awkward. How you gonna sit there and do that? I told you that. I'm like, oh, sorry. You know what? Never yeah, mind. Ladies and gentlemen. Actually, I think. Oh, that's how he bops. Yeah. You bops. You bops. <laughs> I bops sideways. Man. Uh, yo, you may have uh, some kind of anaphylactic shock going on. We will never know because we're like, oh man, Herbert's getting down. He Bob Saggots. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMFI. You've been Pat B. As you heard on the side of me, my man, my main doodle stain, he is the black. Adam Willis. Yes, yes, yes. How are we doing, Patrice? I'm okay, man. Not reading the news, I hope. Oh, don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Bad things happen all over the place. All hail President Putin. It's coming. He's coming. It's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, it's a bad scene, baby. But no, hey, we actually had good things happen this weekend. We will focus on the positive. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Including Uh, the the black and white unity we have in this room, too. The black and white unity we have in this room. So much ethnicity. I look to my left and I see my man here. What's your name again, Fred? Hank Willis Gaylord? Baron. Ah, that guy. <laughs> no, we are joined in the house by Baron Jones, Boston's own uh, photographer extraordinaire, videographer, mediocre-er. <laughs> I'm messing with you, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, welcome. I am so bad at photography, too. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I oversold it. My bad. All right. No, we're happy to have you. He's going to give us the lowdown later on, along with our own DJ Herbie Herb. Woo! That guy over there on Boston Comic Con 2017. Yeah, yeah. Herb, this is your first review, right? This is your first time covering something. Usually just the man in the back kind of yeah, right. keeping this things right. First time I ever covered an event. Ah, nice. Nice. Well, I'm glad you actually made it out there, too, man, because I saw those crowds. Woo! And I didn't. You didn't see the crowds? No, I didn't go. Man, Black Adam Willis avoids every <laughs> avoids event like stone like that, yeah. death. Like it's got the plague. Like the test was positive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all good, man. I like run through the wall, like then leave a like the Roger Rabbit bunny ears, you know. Yeah, like, leave at least just a black animal is outlined on <laughs> the wall. Just, like yeah. the, you do, like the Bugs Bunny man. It's just like, and we see like a, a cloud that's shaped like you. <laughs> yeah, it just goes remaining. Yeah, I'd be it, man. Oh, of course. And you may see him in the background fiddling with knobs and dials and keys, looking extra focused today, laser focused, if you will. He is. Uh, he's pretty much like our our own mean Gene Oberlin with hair. I'm talking, of course, about just Johnny. What? I mean, yo. Less, less talkative, I would say. Because me and Gene's got <laughs> some gap. talkative, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's getting the mustache going on, though. I mean, that's that's getting there. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that all that's showing up? I try so hard to grow facial hair. You, you, we, we acknowledge you're working on it. You'll get yeah. there someday. Mm. I'm forever a little boy. Well, we, we can't all be DJ Herbie Herb. No. I mean, no. When, no, when it comes to scruff, this man wrote the book. Hmm. I tried very hard. He the did. book of scruff. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote so the a, book of scruff. It's a page turner. No, oh, it's, it's like it's like turner. it's like the forgotten book in the Bible. It's the book <laughs> of scruff. The bathroom, man. And yea, he did not wash. He did condition <laughs> seventeen times. Yea, he did try cornrows. All right, all and right. decree it was a mistake. All right, no, we have an asm. Asm. We have we have asm. We have asked me, yo. I don't know what that was. We have an awesome show for you. We have good stuff. We have great stuff. And then we have stuff that's going to blow your mind. 
Am I overselling it? Maybe. Mm. Uh, yeah, probably, but <laughs> a little bit. We got some stuff though. We got some good stuff. We yeah, got, no, no, we, oh, we're yes, covering we, some things. You yes, know, we, we got do. some reviews. You got the Dark Tower review. Man, I'm excited. Which came out. Yeah. I'm excited. Yo, man, it is a movie with Idris Elba, my man. Yeah, and you know what's crazy too is what's I was just saw this thing um, online, and it was Matthew McConaughey doing like a you know press junket for it and stuff, and they told him. Uh, they were asking him about Sam Shepard. Of course, they worked together in the movie Mud because Sam Shepard passed away. Yes, yes, they did. And they were like, oh, yeah, can you give us a few words about Sam Shepard? He's like, what? He's like, Sam Shepard, he's like, he, he moved on today? And they, he, he, yeah, he literally found out, like, on the red carpet talking mm. about the movie. And he was, like, got a little, definitely got a little worked up over it. He was, uh, it's probably not how you want to be told that you're a, a friend. And, uh, nah, coast, dude, nah. Coast, yeah. That's I, I, I'd be he upset handled too. it really well, though. He handled it really well, and he gave like a nice little uh, uh, thing about them working together. But he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, he moved on today." Well, see you in the next one, Sam. Like, right. He just pieces out. Like, right. Well, rest in, rest in, right nah, now. That's, that's that's not even funny. I'm <laughs> no. sorry, but no. I mean, McConaughey is a consummate professional. You know, I mean, good for him. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I can imagine finding out something like that. Well, I don't, I don't know. know. For, a clone, of, for a clone of Woody Harrelson, he's done very well for himself. <laughs> yeah, that's a hell of a clone, though. Yeah. I would, uh, I would be, love to be a, a doppelganger for for Woody. For, for yeah, no, for real. They, they both got them abs, man. I'm, 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 I'm hating. Just seriously, like this dude, even back on Cheers, he was like the dumb guy who was just obnoxiously cut for no reason at all. Dumb Woody played the dumb guy named Woody. Woody played yeah. the dumb guy named Woody. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, hold on a second. From McConaughey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's seen Wolf of Wall Street, you know what we were referencing. Yeah. If not, that that was like some deep, deep, like you know, second tier nerdism. That was just for Herbie Herb. Yeah. Man. Um, dude, I, I've got I, I'm jazzed about the show we have, man. I've got the new Gravity Falls comic, yep. um, which I want to talk about this one because uh, Baron, you actually I'm not uh, for, for once for once I'm not the only cartoon viewer in the house. This man right here, Baron Jones, cartoon viewer, not just like this was not planned. Even came in wearing the Gravity Falls shirt. That I bought at Boston Comic Con. That he bought at Boston. <laughs> way to take it back. All right. well, he, yeah, wait. Yes, and that stuff. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. But no, Gravity Falls is a uh, very popular cartoon um, that ran um, for a few years, for a couple of years. It didn't go that long because they wrapped up the story neatly on the Disney Channel and very popular. And I am disheartened because disheartened. in this room, because I know you, you, you've never watched the show. No. And Johnny, I'm pretty sure, has never watched the show. You never, you never chimed in when we we're talking about it. I have no clue what you're talking about right now. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know where I am right now. And I would I would think Herb would, but he's got too much pride to admit it. <laughs> too much. Too yeah, much. see, but no, we're grown ass man. I'm not ashamed to admit. That's right. I sit there and watch the kids' cartoon because it's not an entirely kids' cartoon. Yeah. Dirty jokes all over the sucker. Yeah, oh, yeah. I watch Adventure yeah. Time and stuff. I Deep think. That's Adventure Time is different. Adventure yeah. Time is like it had to be all extra cutesy and weird like that. Otherwise, that is some of the bleakest material possible. Yeah, some like, of it's pretty heavy, yeah. Yeah, like Adventure Time, the con- you know why there's no more humans? Or at least for a long time, why there were no more humans? Mm-mm. Because Lady Rainicorn, a lovable character, um, who's the rainbow, the sentient rainbow unicorn yeah. creature, um, who only spoke Japanese and was very, like, cutesy and stuff, <laughs> her people ate all the humans. Ooh. That's why they were, for, a while, for a long time, That's there was no friendly. humans. Left. Oh, yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> I mean, sh- bring, my, bring my little brothers there. It's like when they find him, though, and he's, like, he crapped his diaper, and then he falls back in it. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. So no one will talk to him, and so that's he has a 
What does he have? Uh, gets anxiety every time he sits down to take a crap. Yeah, that's in the show too, which is I thought was so funny. much in the show. I'm freaking. Uh, what was it the um the um the elephant character tree trunks? Uh, tree trunks <laughs> and her husband had to have a a heart to heart conversation about her being polyamorous. On again the quote unquote kids show. Yeah, this is not material. I want my seven year old. Still don't know what that means. So yeah, po- what, what kids show or polyamorous? Polyamorous. Oh okay. Well, well, well I know well, what it means. Uh, <laughs> Adam, we need to have a discussion. <laughs> Um, when two people love each other very much, and two more people love each other very much, and three more people over there love each other very much, and seven people over here love each other they very much, and they love each, each other, other together. Um, how do we start talking about Gravity Falls? Yes, I'm happy that for once, this is a thing. Uh, I am not the only one in here that, that, that is like familiar with a property that I thought was really popular. And these guys have no idea. Now, well, mind usually you, he goes off on Star Trek for like a half hour by himself. Star Trek so is the gotta, gotta let him. No, I'm not putting it down. It's I'm just saying you got to exercise that geek to yourself. Man, okay. First of all, this man knows more about film than anybody I've ever met, and he's gonna call me out on I any. I wasn't calling you out. I'm saying you got to have that. I just can't balance you out because I don't know as much. I'm just saying I'm glad someone else is here for you, so you can kind of you know b- both appreciate it out loud together. All right, all right. I will say Star Trek may films too though man they did they made a I lot of bad them. films they did well, i'm sorry man but no i'm not i'm not I'm, I, I, I am i am right there with you only on the, the even ones are good isn't that the old well well thing? mix will Some fight you the even ones mix will fight you i myself say <laughs> star trek 2 wrath of Khan, Khan, sure and then the 2009 uh uh, uh star treks the later star treks those i dig um, and well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The second one was abysmal. What? Uh, 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 with, Into um, darkness. Oh. Into darkness was. Into darkness was a little too raw. What they should have done. Uh, and, okay, back, wait, back me back me up because I, I feel like I'm talking to someone who knows their stuff now. Uh, they did. They basically tried to remake in their own image, um, Wrath of Khan. Yeah, and they now, failed. Well, would it not have been better if it had actually been a two-part movie? And the first part was the original series episode where they found Khan and they had the whole thing where they thought he was a, they thought he was friend. They um were going to work with him and get set, get his people settled, etc. The reason for Wrath of Khan have that be the first movie, and then the second movie can probably be Wrath of Khan fleshed out and developed because now you have an understanding of the character and they don't have to ham fist a lot of uh, unnecessary Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Com, con basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, band, band, Bandersnatch Cardamom. It was that guy. He played somebody. I don't know who he, he, he played, played, but somebody. it wasn't Con. He played no. John Ham. And <laughs> I would have liked if he played John Hammond <laughs> from Jurassic Park. <laughs> In a dual role. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you, do you see what I'm saying? Good bad off just not doing that character at all, though. Like, yeah, I would like, say well, they had because you. When you when you try to take on Khan, like the mm. you you set the bar so high for yourself, and you have because, to hit that. Yeah, well, even the layman though knows that character, so I think that's yeah. what they're going for, like a more broader thing. I don't think they did it well at all. I'm with you there, but that's the thing. They had to have at some point somebody yell, Khan! yes, and a guy with like this mm. just barrel chested. Yeah. Red cleavage. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's I mean, they, 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 didn't they didn't get because, any of that. Benedict Cumberbatch does not have you know, large enough pecs. I don't think so. You don't think so. <laughs> we don't think so. Half the rolls pecs. Every female friend, every, every question, that's not fair. Every friend ori- that I have that's oriented towards the male gender as romantic partnership loves Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, after they're done making fun of his name, they will attest that he is a sexy man. Uh, you know, I mean, granted, he's not The Rock. 
You know, no, but, yeah, but no, Benedict yeah, Cumberbatch is not the Rock. You're right. He's still not Ricardo Montalban. No. Like, you know, honestly, uh, having seen Ricardo Montalban um, um, in in uh, the Spy Kids movies, good looking, but still just this old ass grandpa. You mm-hmm. can't there's no, you can't go home again. There's, there's, a Robert there's no, there's Rodriguez no film. Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> Yo, have you checked out anything on that El Ray Network, man? No. El Ray Network is, is it hard doing, or what? It's uh, it's doing interesting stuff, and there is no like FCC regulation, f bombs <laughs> left and right at the SC, but we, everything. And they don't FCC give, don't touch that. So. Yeah, man, they don't give a flying monkey fighter. Mm-hmm. It is just it is it is, it's just it is just extra special. It's yeah. hard then. All right, mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, but dude, let me jump right into it, man. Because right. uh, for some reason my phone's doing a thing here and I can't get to the description proper. Like, but I want to talk about Gravity Falls, the shorts. Perfect. This is a comic, uh, new comic um, series that's out by from Disney. You know, and it's available now. Actually, uh, it's still in the current run, uh, where you can get a few of the last issues. I think they're up to number four now. And I, like I mentioned, Gravity Falls before the TV show. If anyone doesn't know, was unfamiliar. I'll keep it pretty simple. It's the story of uh, Dipper and Mabel. These are two kids who are staying with their grand uncle, Stanley. Uh, Stanley Pines, also called Grunkle Stan, <laughs> and their adventures in uh, his wooden community, his wooded community. How do you how do you how do you wooded yeah. wooded community? Okay, his wooded community. They live in the they live in the, the sticks, man. It's on a mountain. Um, are, are out there. They're borderline supernatural. Not not even borderline. No, they're, they're supernatural. supernatural. Yeah, because this town is like the 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 center, the forefront of all types of weird things happening and a lot of it's detailed in this mysterious book which is um the only guide they have to some of the weirdness happening and that's where the mystery of the show comes in otherwise it's the wacky misadventures of these two twins dipper and mabel funny show i like it mm-hmm. um humor can be appreciated by both kids by both adults so i was really jazzed when i found out that there's a comic series coming out that's going to feature these characters and uh, what i hoped was following stories it's called Gravity Falls Shorts, and what I found out that meant is during the seasons of the TV show, they did a series of little shorts, you know, quick uh, vignettes to show, hey, this is what the characters do when they're not doing these direct storylines, you know, just small missions or little quirky things around the uh, around the town. Um, stuff on camera, they're making their own wacky TV shows, and you get a little bit more story, you get a little bit more character development, and then I read this book, these books. That's exactly what they are. And I don't mean they expand on these. I mean, they took all the shorts from, or they continuously taking all the shorts that they showed on TV and have uh, transcribed them to comic form. Like I was actually able to, um, yeah, I was able to bring up uh, one of these and follow along on a YouTube video of the exact short that I remember seeing on TV. Yeah. It's a little way to go. Well, it's, 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 it's it's an interesting choice. It is. It's and the thing I would be so against this man. Like stuff like this normally pisses me right the hell off. But it's freaking Gravity Falls, dude. I love Gravity Falls. I'm sorry. It's just such a good show, and it's entertaining. It's funny. The only thing bad I can say about the shorts and uh, and the comic is that you lose a lot of the uh, comedic value of the bits that take place from the delivery. That's yeah, true. sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of what humor is anyway. Is kind of it's not just what's said; it's how it's said and how it's delivered. And like kind of the yeah. timing and everything. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure that a lot of it gets lost in translation. It's only natural. Mm-hmm. If you look at, if you just read a, a script 
off of what Grunkle Stan says. Like, it's not the same. He's a terrible person. <laughs> oh yeah, no. We I, 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 wait. Hold on. I was like, hold on. Like, who had who had any qualms that he wasn't he wasn't he was an okay Joe? This He's, this dude who 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 uh, basically stole his brother's life. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sorry. Spoilers. Yeah, that's spoilers. But yeah. Jesus. Like, <laughs> so what the hell? Like I'm upset. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> Got so defensive for you because I know people are gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Thank YouTubers. you. Thank you. He's, he's, not, he's nothing but a humanitarian. <laughs> yeah. Speaking up for those. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Speaking but, up for the hum, uh, the uh, the human the homunculus. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right, sorry, continue. I cut you on like four times. Man, go ahead. But I mean, you you take. You take just the regular script without without his delivery, and he, mm. and he loses all of his charm. He's just like just mm. a prick. Yeah, yeah. Pretty Pretty much much yeah. It's like, really. oh, you are a terrible <laughs> relative. <laughs> you only you don't care about these kids at all. No. The only thing that gives him merit is you're right that charm there, and that's what you know ties us to the character, gives us some kind of affection, and the book does its best to communicate the humor because the artwork is beautiful. It, it looks just like the show and they capture even uh, or at least they try to capture some of the visual gags as best as they can. So that I, I actually I really have to respect. I can't hate on that. But I mean, I, as someone who knows the show and I, I don't even know it backwards and forwards. I myself am a fan. I have friends that are super fans that are quoting things left and right that are just putting me to shame. But you're going to be familiar with some of the funnier bits. You know, and when it you see that on paper, it loses some of the it loses some of the effect, man. Some of that charm is lost in translation. Oh, it hurts. I really, I really just like reiterated everything you said because it's that deep. Yeah, no, it's just an interesting way to go. I don't. Why wouldn't they come up with original stuff? You know what I mean? To, yeah, to, I mean, we, we were debating. It seems like, like a, a probably. I mean, I don't know if it's safer is the right word, but it seems like you would be able to do more you know what i mean so like mm -hmm. instead of just losing something in the translation you could kind of just build it up from those characters on the page yeah, that'd be great so. if they did sounds like a cash grab to me mm, they yes. already have they already have the yeah. story already plotted out and everything so just all copy and paste is what you're doing yeah, right? it's pretty like much it. line tracing right what's yeah. that what's that terminology that they did for cinderella or whatever Beauty and the Beast, where they just line trace Rotos um, rotoscope. Rotoscope. Just rotoscope all uh, that's, off of the video yeah, that's like already done. Richard Linklater's animated rotoscoping yeah. he did. For yeah. Or just take a frame that and takes just so draw long, it though. That's not cheap panel. if yeah. it's actually well, rotoscope. That's well, so many hours. Yeah, cell animation. Cell animation. Yeah. Um, it, it's not. It's not cheap. I think it saves in man hours. Like they pay more to work people less. And I, I mean, that's just me talking out of my butt, man. I, oh, it, I can't it, say for sure. No, it, it's certainly an efficient technique. But I'm, what I'm saying is, it sounds like they cheaped out on getting a unique story sort mm. of written out, storyboarded out, and going that and just did sort of rehash the same stuff in order to double dip on their fan base. Maybe. Oh, double dip? Was that a, was that a pun? Double dip? He, he it is if you think it is. So. Oh, oh, you killed... Okay, inadvertent puns here on the sucker. Yeah. All right. No, my, no, no, you're right, though. You're right. Um, my only hope for it is that maybe they were just feeling like seeing if there's a, an audience for a comic. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way Which, to test the waters, I guess. You know what I mean? I don't know how it's doing, but... Well, I do feel like it definitely would be. Um, my only problem with Gravity Falls is they wrapped up that story pretty neatly. Yeah. If they continue on, it would have the um, they, they, it, it it runs the risk of being like Futurama, where it's like right. they, they ended it neatly and now they got to come back and force new stories. You know, right. so it's like you can see the effort in trying to make something relevant. Futurama ended perfectly too. It ended perfectly like, really like four so. times, man. Yeah, it's, it's like nice. Like the last, the last one went uh, The last one. So when it comes back in 2018, yeah. <laughs> 
I'd still be fine with it, you know what I mean? Just because it ended perfectly doesn't mean I don't want more No, they, they might do another, um, what was that? What was that crappy, uh, the, the Beast with a Billion Backs? With a Billion Backs. Well, yeah, they that, did that, that whole, that it's like the whole season was just those four movies, basically. Yeah, it was stupid, though. Right? There was, um, there was that, the story with Lars and the few, I'm like, come there was, on, yeah, man. Yeah, there was four of them. Four, yeah, like, if the last episode had been Seymour, I'd have been okay with it, you know, because they, they've done good stuff. Does anyone know what we're talking about? Because I feel like, I mean, we're, we're having our own conversation here. Mm. Herb is lost. Johnny could, couldn't give more of a, f- well, anyways. I'm, I'm in, I'm in. Herb land. All right, all right. Not, no, not, not a problem, man. It's, it's basically on Futurama, Fry had a dog, Seymour. And it, it's one of the saddest things you'll see on TV. Yeah, it's um, a bummer. Yeah, I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it because you need to cry like we cried. Damn it, that's it. That's it. I wouldn't. That wouldn't hurt me personally. And it's a cartoon. I mean, the end of Gravity Falls hurt almost the same way. Mm, the end of Gravity Falls, though, it's just like you you knew it couldn't. You knew it had to end. And maybe not exactly it, that way, but it had to end. Go ahead, in spoil. Some you already of, did it. Everything else. I'll man. stop it. You <laughs> stop that right joking, now. Joking. <laughs> no, no. Gravity Falls was a great show. I would hate to see them try to try to cheapen it, um, or God forbid, they try to do something like going from uh, from Teen Titans to Teen Titans Go. You know, I don't, they, I didn't see okay, it okay. Go. Have you seen the new uh, the new Ben Ten? No. Okay. Are you familiar with Ben Ten? Vaguely, okay, because Ben Ten would be the best example. But from Teen Titans, you have do you, you know there was a Teen Titans cartoon show? Yeah, okay, it was popular. It yes. was comedic, but mostly action oriented. Right. Imagine if they took that and made it more of a SpongeBob like show. Yeah, that would be bad. Oh, it's horrible. It exists. <laughs> it's called Teen Titans Go. It is tragic. What what really bothers me is it's a terrible, god awful show. But it's but it's one of those ones. It's one of those uh, shows the Cartoon Network runs for like for endless periods of time, and that's the only thing that's on in the morning when I'm getting ready for for uh, from my from, from my day job. You know, um, I don't do this like full time, guys. I shell shrimp out of a van. <laughs> um, when I'm getting ready for work in the morning, like that's the only thing that's on. So that's what I have on in the background, and they make like good '80s references, you know. And then that's just wrapped in this horrible, horrible, disgusting like turkey bacon of a of a, of a show. I like the turkey bacon. I like that show. Don't say that out loud again, man. We'll find a new producer. That's not okay. That is See, not he, okay. He, he's taste shaming. He does this. I, I do. And, and it's, it's dessert. Find me somebody who t- was going to tell me uh, Teen Titans Go is worth your time. Is, is better is this the than Teen Titans. Is, seriously. What, how dare you, sir? I trusted you. <laughs> I thought it was. I think it's pretty interesting. Just stop it. You stop that right now. That's not. He's I'm trolling. With you. Go ahead. You he's can, he's you trolling. Like this is trolling. Go ahead and like it. I don't know. Go ahead and like it, though. Go ahead and like it. (laughs) All right. Well, anyways, long story short, Gravity Falls was an amazing show. This book... It's still funny. The shorts still are still good um, material. I would say pass on it though if you if you're a fan of Gravity Falls and you've seen the show because most likely you've also seen the shorts. So nothing uh, this none of this would be new material. This would all just be a rehash of old stuff. If you haven't and you just like good funny comics, go for it. Why the heck not? You can watch the shorts or you can read this comic. The experience will like, you're not going to lose anything. It'll be mostly the same. It's just entertainment. This is probably more friendly like reading on you know on on the, on the train ride or whatever if you could you can't hear audio on the youtube videos on your phone you know it's like there's not much to sell this if you're not a fan besides the fact that it's funny if you are a fan there's not much to sell this because you've probably seen it already but there's that little sliver of middle ground well if you're a super geek too you're just gonna want to get it just because 
True, you but know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, people I, like I, need to have everything of everything, you know. I don't, I don't promote that, man. Stuff. I don't, I don't promote that because that's how people go broke. Yeah. You know, honestly, in this day and age, we we be we a should. hoarder and living alone too. Yeah, yeah, that too. And then, and then you Down know, a stack, a stack of slope. newspapers falls on you. <laughs> yeah, you know, a stack of uh, a forgotten box of troll dolls <laughs> ends up crushing a vital organ. Yeah, yeah. that <laughs> that pod collection. I got suffocated by a thing of Beanie Babies <laughs> collapsed on him. Oh. Jeez. That name just makes so much merch for everything that, that it's impossible to, to really be a completist on anything. Well, no, dude, well, this, we're talking about, trying, I'm we're sure. talking about Disney here right now. Okay, they invented that technique. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So Gravity Falls shorts is the comic. If you uh, if you're familiar with Gravity Falls, like In and Out, like no don't, don't bother with this one just because it's not bad. It's just it's everything. It's, it's literally it's everything you've already seen. Yep. Um, the Gravity Falls Shorts. If you haven't, it's, it's still funny. Maybe you want to check it out. It's available now in stores. All right, so I'm going to kick it over to my man, just Johnny, waiting there with there a we- zen-like patience. Oh, yeah, just waiting to... to give his, his, his honest opinion he's been so... He's been, very, very honest opinion. He's played so close to the chest. Yeah, I can't wait to let this one rip. On Phantom Limb. This is uh, Phantom Trigger. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Phantom Limb. Uh, that, oh, yeah, that would make this so much better, but... Uh, Alright, so Phantom Trigger, it's a game that just came out on Nintendo Switch and on Steam, so you could play it either on uh, on your PC or on the Switch on the go. Uh, I don't, I haven't played it on the PC. My guess is that it's going to be the ideal version will be on the PC, and usually I would fault to the Switch because you could take a handheld portable with you, but I'll get into the reason why it's not ideal on the Switch. Uh, and really just, you want to, this is the perfect game to avoid this is such a waste of time such a waste of money and well hold on a second now from the description i got okay i heard this was a uh, this was a hardcore rpg like slash game all right so right there it's a that is false advertising this oh, wow. is essentially double dragging uh double dragon from you know back in the day not hearing a bad thing uh, except it's slightly dumbed down on mechanics. It's even it's even simpler on mechanics. It's, Wait, it's so not as gave, in depth. They it's, gave Double Dragon the spun, the uh, the uh, Teen Titans Go treatment. All right, so you know how you level up and you get skills and Double Dragon and stuff like that. Yes. That's no, in, no. Yeah. Double Dragon. Maybe it was Double Dragon too. One of them you did. Yeah. Mm, you kill enemies. You it. get you get new special uh, attack abilities. And it's either Double Dragon one or two. I'm no. almost certain on it. Uh, no, yes. Man. Oh, yes. okay. okay. Well, I, well I, I'm, I'm aware of I'm aware of upgrading and getting new skills. Yes. Okay. So in Double Dragon, uh, you get new skills as you sort of play along, mm. and that's the same thing with this thing, except it's tied to these bars that fill up as you attack enemies. So eventually, you unlock all the abilities. That's as far RPG as this thing goes. This is a steaming pile of. All right. So <laughs> tell us how you really feel. <laughs> It, it's the simplest of games. So this was made in a game jam, and then they're like, "Let's turn this into a full-fledged game. Uh, stick a fifteen-dollar price tag on it and sell it." And well, some, every- some games uh, are made like that are good. Yeah, not uh, this one. This is all right. So this is sort of uh, they. It's so dumbed down. When you look at the menus, right? When you first boot up this game, your problem is with the menus. It's an indicator. It is an indicator of the quality of this game. It's literally just a single backdrop, uh, sort of background image, and then like as stock text font as you can get, Mm -hmm. and just 
just a couple of little different things. I think it was like three options on, on the front page. And then what it's that retro, or story. Then? It's not so much a retro thing. Retro has more class, more style, more <laughs> more aesthetic appeal than this thing. Now, yeah. the visuals Johnny of this is game, not a fan of the color scheme. Let's just get that uh, right on right down it, right away. Right it's now. just the presentation. It screams cheap, half footed. Okay, so it seems yeah. like there was a Absolutely. lack of effort in creation. Yes. Which... Um, it, okay, okay, that would that would that would taint the experience. You're right. Yeah. So and taint. and taint. <laughs> so so take that part of it. Just not putting in the full effort, the full quality that something like this should deserve. So uh, the design is not fully realized all the way. This is a very boring beat 'em up uh, where you know you're playing your your main attacks is sort of you have like this ice attack. You have this uh, with this cube that sort of spins around you. You have this fire attack with your fist, and then you have uh, this whip thing that you can use to sort of scorpion pull enemies towards you. That's or, not, that's not, that sounds like cool stuff. It, it is, except it's repetitive, right? So the environments themselves oh do not change up. The enemy variety does not change up. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not fighting like 15 guys with like various colors of the uh, radiation symbol on the back of their jackets. And then a guy or girl or possibly a trans or maybe it was a guy and is now a girl who's gone full uh, transformation. It's just that you're going to... Named um, uh, Dangerous Beverage. <laughs> It's just that you're going through too much of the same stuff before it starts to change itself up. Mm. And r literally, the, everything that this whole game is, and now the, the levels that you're going through is purely linear, but they do have branching paths for the sake of having branching paths so that they're not fully linear, but they are absolutely fully linear. And the branching paths end up being uh, this sort of offshoot that, it, that is annoying to do. Uh, yet you have to do it so because there's usually some worthless item in there or story enhancing thing over there that will help give you more idea of what the backstory is but the backstory is absolute garbage oh wait so these aren't just fetch quests these are actual things that will help the main story uh, it, it so you're playing as what I think is a guy and the reason why I don't <laughs> know is I'm gonna get into that okay you're playing right. as this guy that died you're playing uh, or, as this blob or, with, with a head. Or I think he died. He sort of collapses, and his wife's like, oh, my God. And all of a sudden, you're, you're in this, like, alternate. You you arrive on a boat on, the, like, this weird nether realm place, and you're sort of navigating, and there's, like, this tree. I killed the tree. I didn't know if I was supposed to kill a tree or not. That was kind of cool. But you, played, that, you, played, you fell asleep and woke up to, like, limbo, didn't you? Uh, it, it's like a psychedelic limbo. Psychedelic limbo, limbo with colors. That's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that still sounds horrible. Yeah, a lot, a lot of psychedelic colors. Look, I like the aesthetic, the mm -hmm. colors, the things that are going on there. Now they also advertise their soundtrack. Their soundtrack is garbage, right? Oh, I was expecting some really good retro wave music here, mm -hmm. which is kind of what they were promoting for this they're even selling the soundtrack separately mm -hmm. and it is garbage it's like it's all it's cd full of yanni it, it's like the most boring monotonous music and it's even deafened like they don't even have as much trust in their own music that they produce so that they sort of lowered it a few notches so you're not really hearing it so you're not really listening to how awful it actually is oh, man. but that's in there the story and once again the story's really just just shovelware garbage guy gets sick collapses mm. and he wakes up and he's at the hospital and they don't say what kind of disease he has but it's you know it's pretty much cancer they're trying to tug at like heartstrings that they haven't earned 
right? It's like they haven't it's earned the player's time to sort of develop any kind of sympathetic story behind there, but they're trying so hard, and it's well, that's, where, that's so, where the Morrissey soundtrack comes in. It's so half done. Okay, well, that. okay. Uh, uh, no game I've, I, I, in my experience, has had a uh, has been a good time when it involves cancer in the background. Like when that's one of your main character character uh, character driving points, it's pretty depressing. There was that one with the with the dude. There was that game the dude made um, to teach people about cancer because his kid got cancer and died. His kid got cancer. Right, right. And that's yeah, actually and, a well done thing that does earn a certain degree of of your emotion. It, it does earn that for from you. But for this, it's <clears throat> it's forced, right? And and it's not it's not trying to put that as the centerpiece for its story. Although it is the centerpiece, but it's not. Like you're playing this game, you're not playing it for the story. I was surprised it even had that for a story. I'm surprised it even went there. It didn't even need it. It was completely unnecessary. So every this time this is not those, what like, I'd expect from a game called Phantom Trigger. Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah. still don't understand how you go from from uh, a cancer patient yep. patient to shooting fire out of your fist. It's bouncing back and forth. So when you collapse, yeah, it automatically goes into this nether realm, and then every now and then uh, you'll go into like a faint memory of the past and it's sort of explaining the life that uh his what he was going through after he collapsed sort of finding out about the sickness or disease or whatever it is and you know how he's interacting with his wife and how that relationship is developing and sort of coming apart and stuff like that so it's like where's my dinner but but that's slowly coming in like as a per memory type of thing Okay, so okay, so now we've gotten the the, the personal opinion out. Tell me about the gameplay itself. Uh, yeah, so it's a hack and slash. It's it's a beat 'em up game. I mean, if you played Fatal Fury, if you played Final uh, Fight, Final Fight, Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage. I mean, you if you've played those, the any of the Ninja Turtle games. Oh, River City Ransom. River That's City Ransom. That's the best. Yeah. If you played <laughs> any of those. Double Dragon proper. <laughs> dragon and double, Yeah. Double Dragon and a, a better game. But it even has the co-op. Oh, wait, wait. And the greatest beat-em-up of all. Let's not forget uh, the Tekken. Tekken. Tekken Adventure Mode. Oh, man. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? Yeah, Williams game one, right? Remember that? Uh, no, no, no. No, Sub-Zero. Uh, Sub-Zero standalone game. Oh, yeah, that was, um, yeah. uh... Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was terrible. But you don't remember Tekken Force? I don't remember Tekken Force, but it I starts, definitely remember that Sub-Zero yeah, game. It, start, it started in Tekken 3. That's the one where you pick up the, the, the power-ups, and it's, like, at random. No other audio, and then oh. suddenly you hear, Chicken! Yeah. The Sub-Zero game was a 2D side-scroller mm-hmm. beat-em-up, but you had to hit a button in order to turn around. Mm. It was so bad. Oh yes, it <laughs> was so bad. Okay, so it's falling uh, in, the, in the in that in that in that in that arena. In the sub realm. in the Sub Zero two D side scroller thing. Except it's not two D. It's it's an isometric view. Uh, it does have co op. So I did play a little bit of co op with my brother, mm-hmm. and it. So a big problem with co op. Not necessarily. His twin can, brother, just Jerry. Just it can be you. done well, except co op in this game. You share the same health pool. So if you're bringing in someone who hasn't played through this and doesn't know sort of the quirks of this game, uh, they're going to get reamed, and you're both going to get a game over screen. Is and that the game supposed to be for a um, for a handicap for the better player. Uh, yeah. It no matter what you're going to, it's to your detriment if you're playing in co-op unless you both play the game from start to finish 
all the way through together and you're willing to die a lot because this game is also okay, you uh, hear that kids it does not pay to have friends right. it's also a, a difficult game a, a fairly challenging one but it's made more challenge it, it that would be fine if the enemies and the tells of the enemies not all of them but some of them the hitbox that triggers when they do their attack versus their animation that you see is is out of sync so that you're going to take a hit before they actually do the tell, give you the tell that they're about to do the attack. Stuff like that will happen. Well, so it throws you off, so you're not able to sort of react as fast as po- as you thought you would have mm. normally because the animations are off, because the, the hitbox is off, because it needs so much more polish. This is a game where they came up with a demo, they polished up a demo. Mm. This is sort of like a beta version of the game. Now, this also has bosses and i got up to boss killed them and there was like a little bit of a puzzle element to it It was kind of cool and then immediately after game crashed (laughs) transitioning to the next segment i feel like that was i feel like that was programmed just to spite you this this is the biggest problem with the game it's like it's like penitella's bus driving game it's just like oh you think you got it down and then suddenly there's a little thing up a bug hit your windshield lose five thousand points what huh yeah. Well, you so, turn slightly to the left. So not only did it crash once, it crashed every single time I tried to start it up again at that spot. Oh. So all my progress is gone. That's it. Well, Nothing this, I can do about this, it. This was on the Switch? Because on the P- uh, if it was on Steam or something, I, I could see a uh, This was on PC Switch, issue. yeah. Damn. So, so I mean, not is only... Is it possible you just got a faulty cartridge? No, no, no. This is digital. Oh, well... This is this, digital. I, this is I, not I, a I, cartridge no. thing. This is not a hardware thing. This is a bad... Underpolished, underutilized. This, I'm not saying oh, that okay. what you, they you, have you, here did is. Did you pull it out and blow into it? Because that's that's. Uh, I mean, that, that fixes everything. Yeah, I'll, I'll do digital breath onto it, and maybe that'll make it work again. <laughs> All right. Okay. But yeah, th- there's something that might have been here in this game if they spent more time, more effort, and more design and made this a more interesting game. But this is just a rushed hack job it doesn't deserve anyone's time at all it doesn't deserve to exist oh. on these shops it is so bad that it is people are going to look How at this bad was it it it's boring you, <laughs> you don't want to play a game and be bored that's like the, the ultimate sin it's it's just boring you buy a game because you want to have fun mm-hmm. This was boring. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, from the from the from the um, from the description, it did sound like this would have been a cool game. I'm sorry to hear it was it was less than uh, less than uh, 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 satisfactory. I think we'll all live. We'll all get right. through it. Adam, we'll who does not play games and is not aware of the the, the pain, the, the when you pain. when you when you fully invest in a game that you think will be the shiz, mm. and it turns out to well just be shiz. I, I was looking forward to it. The aesthetic part of it, the vibrant colors, the neon colors, and all that, and what I thought would be a good soundtrack. I was looking forward to it, but yeah. You know. well, well, were there any high points then? No, none. The no, high point no. was that it crashed. I couldn't proceed anymore, and I knew <laughs> I no longer had to play the game because there was no way to continue forward. That wow. was the high point. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, Johnny, telling it like it is. Yeah. All right. The game is called um, Phantom uh, Trigger. It? It's fifteen wasteful dollars Jeez. on Steam uh, and Switch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The game is called Phantom Trigger. Johnny thinks it should be called uh, uh, Buy a Pizza. Tailbone. It should be called Buy a Pizza a instead. Buy a Pizza instead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for that. All right. Well, now with that, I'm going to turn it over to DJ Herbie Herb. 
Yes. Hey, everybody. Hey, and our own in guest house and house guest in guest house. You're you're the get you're the in house guest in the house. Guest. Yes, uh, in house guest Baron Jones to give us the lowdown on Boston Comic Con 2017 happened just this weekend, and you all have the lowdown. Want to give us first of all our listeners uh, who may be unfamiliar, uh, what is Boston Comic Con? Boston Comic Con is a gigantic, uh, I think it's a pretty big um, comic book convention that takes place over at, I think, well, this is the first time they did they do it over in this venue they had it at, over at the Boston, uh, what was it called again? Boston Convention Center. Boston Convention Center, dude? I you, thought it was over at the Heinz before. I, it used to be at the Seaport. This is the first year that they moved from the, the Seaport Convention Center to the uh, to the. Uh, the big Boston Convention Center. That's where they have packs too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have packs the, last year. The packs one. Uh, it's also the first year that Fan Expo took over. At, from they bought out Fan Expo bought out uh, Boston Comic Con from mm-hmm. its original developers. Oh, right. See, I've seen that name all over the place there. Yeah. Are they like the new Reed Pop? They, I, uh, they're just very celebrity centric. Whereas the previous uh, previous years on Boston Comic Con had been much more focused on the actual comics, mm. and instead of like they would have added like previously they would have had like three or four celebrity guests. Mm. This time they had like fifteen to twenty. Yeah, there was a lot of people and, there, dude. Yeah, and if you're not big on the celebrity side of things, mm. like like I'm not, uh, yeah. you're. Brown's like I don't give up. <laughs> It's it's kind of it's a you walk in big like, section. Stan Lee gave him the finger. <laughs> it's a big section of the con that I don't need to go to. Okay, but for everybody else, if they if that's what they dig, then then it's cool for that. All right, yeah. Um, cool thing is, uh, uh, uh local celebrity Vermin Supreme uh, was uh, amongst the crowd out there. Oh, okay. So you uh, bo- you you boy, you got to like have a meet and greet. Yeah, 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 he. I got to, you know, he got That's to take a, a picture over with uh, Jay and Silent Bob. It's kind of a kind of a cool thing. Jay and Silent Bob were there. Yeah, Kevin Smith and Kevin Jason Smith. Mews. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yep. Right. Talk about the celebrity things, you know. <laughs> well, were they doing anything interesting, or were they just like they're getting they were, high with people? They was just like taking pictures with people, rushing them through, dude. Like barely, you could barely get a conversation with those guys. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. That, that was pretty much standard for most of them. Yeah. At least on this time. Uh, you didn't have to pay to talk to them. You just had to wait in a line. Yeah. Uh, in the previous years, if you wanted to talk to them, you had to get a special ticket. And, like, yeah, so you I had remember to pay for that. They did a thing the last time they were in Boston. Well, Adam, do you remember this? It was like it was like seventy bucks, uh, maybe more even, uh, just to uh, just to just to um, just like be like like see them, like you know, be in the same for room James where they were talking. Yeah, which seems a little ridiculous because they're not that. Great, right? They're not. I think the drug think, addict and the guy who's made a couple of good movies. <laughs> well, here's I the, some good hey, Kevin Smith is not a drug yeah, addict, I'm sir. Not, no, just no, users. No, the thing um, I think is the, the, the reason I think they do that is because this is taking advantage of the audience that's more familiar with them. Yeah, you know, you say general audiences if if they're out at freaking. Um, I don't know the country music awards and they're like hey and special guests Jay, uh, you know Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes they're like who you know no one's gonna pay to see them but at Comic Con everyone there has seen Clerks has seen Chasing Amy has seen yeah, but- is very familiar with uh, uh, um, Stan Lee being in uh, being in a, uh, a couple of uh, Kevin Smith's movies. Yeah, but Ke- yeah. I mean, Kevin Smith uh, uh, does work on a lot of comics as well, dude. He wrote for like a lot of stuff though. Didn't yeah, he? have you read his stuff? I mean, uh, I read some Daredevil stuff. Yeah. So, so, so you know. Yeah, that's that's not, that's not a selling point. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do that now. 
Uh, okay, okay, so we're talking about the celebrities now, and Baron doesn't care. Right. Baron Baron thinks his life would be enriched if they'd all die. Baron, I did, did not Baron, say that. <laughs> Baron, <laughs> did, did you catch any of the panels? I missed out on a lot of the panels. I didn't I didn't get to any of the panels either. I like some of them seem like some pretty cool workshops for uh like learning how to write or draw comics. Mm-hmm. Uh I spent too much time just wandering around Artist Alley and the uh, So what was the high point for you in that in that section? Mm-hmm. For the Artist Alley. Yeah. Artist Alley has, has always been the reason why I go to, to Comic-Con. Like, I, I like going to see, uh, art, you know, the various artists and all their different takes on all the... So do you see anything thing. this year that stood out uh, more than the rest? Uh, what you, what? So I got a... Uh, there was... I forget the name of the, the guy, but there were, I got uh, two different panel artworks that had... Uh, the X-Men in them in, okay. in a really cool style. Right, um, right, right, right. This, uh, this man had had prints, and if I'm not um, too out of line... Oh, that, uh, when you that was us, my when favorite you, thing. Yeah, you want to give us a story on uh, this uh, specific um, <laughs> uh, print that you had, that you uh, purchased there, sir? So, I, I mean... Pass, pass it. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, that one right there? So, pretty much... Uh, all, most of my friends in Boston are burlesque performers, so as soon as I saw that, the uh, it's not nudity if there are sparkles. <laughs> uh, I knew that like I did true. not have enough money in my bank account to buy as many copies of that as I needed to. Yeah, no, folks would uh, love that. I myself like, would love that for Christmas. That's a stocking stuff. Wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. I think you can get it at like uh, it's. Page one, com- page one comics dot store dot com. Okay, page one page, comics, th- but it's page like like the name page. So P A I G E. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so Baron's buying a, a softcore porn at these things. It's Ooh. not nudity if there are sparkles. Yeah, it's right yeah, there on the loop, thing. Loop, it's loop the holes. passion cove of, uh, <laughs> of art. Yeah. Wait, wait. You mean it's, it's the below her mouth of? Uh, of <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Herb, did you explore the uh, the artist alley? Get any? I, I did. I saw a lot of really cool stuff. I didn't buy any, dude. I was kind of. He smoked pot with a hippie, though. I did That's smoke a lot, enough, right? Wait, yeah. what, what's, the, what's this now? You, you, got, you got a story? I did smoke a lot of pot with. Uh, hippies, dude. But like, you know, that's that's artist alley enough. Yeah, man. that's like a everyday thing. Well, think um, about, yeah. I did. I, wait, 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 wait. Uh, can I talk about these guys? Yes, you can. Sweet dudes. Guys. Like uh, the nicest people I ran in there, dude, was uh, uh, the driving horror show uh, guys. They uh, originally from Boston. They've been uh, they moved over to LA. They've been writing this comic book. They're like. Nicest people I've ever ran into at a con, dude. They should say, call me over, and we, like, talk for a little bit, dude. Like, the, dude. And the, the comic's really entertaining. It was, like, it gave it, like, uh, it's, like, this, like, uh, Tales from the Crypt style, like, uh, book, dude. Very cool dudes. Very cool work, yeah. dude. Like, uh, I love them. The, the best part of the comic was hanging out with, I mean, best part of the comic con was hanging out with these guys, man. Okay, so it's really cool when artists call you over. Dude. Yeah, dude. Like, it was so badass, dude. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah. at um I think it was my first New York com- my first New York Comic Con. Um these dudes who uh like first of all, it was a entirely black owned, black operated comic label, which well, I mean they stuck out like a sore thumb. Every, every everyone else on the on the floor was I mean, your standard and nothing wrong with it, but your standard suburban cats, they've got a uh, small booth with books. Hey, this is a team of friends. They're in high school and they find powers or there's a team of 
team of friends they solve mysteries or you know this is a, a loner who you know has a mission of some such and is driven by this one thing and this is like Nah, these cats are a hip-hop group. You know, <laughs> they make music, and through their music, their powers activate, and they use this to, you know, protect the city and try to, you know, fight for justice. I'm like, okay, cool, a little bit of a different twist there. And I was drawn to them because while I'm roaming the floor, and I usually have my uh, earbuds in to kind of drown out the general noise of, you know, the crowd, and I'm hearing some hip-hop, and I'm like, hold on, I haven't changed the song yet. What's going on? I pop it out, and you can just hear, like, the bass. So I followed the bass like a beacon. <laughs> <laughs> and I found they had this big ass booth and they had like these huge speakers there. And they're just they're blasting music and they're like, uh, these tunes are uh, unique songs that we've written, performed, composed, and recorded. And they're, they're, they're uh, we're selling this. This comes with the book. You buy an issue and you get this free this free disc. And these songs are supposedly the songs that the uh, the, the group in the book is making. And I'm like, yo, this was cool as hell. That's beautiful. That sounds yeah. freaking awesome. It was it was tight, man. It was cool. I met them. They called me over. They talked. We talked. They say, "Hey, you're press, man." It's like, "Yeah, can I talk to you guys?" Because first of all, a black-owned comic label is a rare thing these days. Even with you know pioneers uh, like Dwayne McDuffie, it's still a lesser-seen thing this in, in this day and age. You know, so it was cool to sit down and talk to them, and they were very friendly. They like told me all about the uh, different characters they have. You know, uh, direct me to websites. They gave me a couple free T-shirts, and you know, more willing to. Uh, to you know, uh, spread as much information and to spread love. I mean, they they had a bunch of people coming over. Some just listening to music. A bunch of people were buying the uh, or buying the books. And I think that's when you make it less clinical. Um, you can back yeah. me up on this. You guys have been to cons. When it's less clinical like that, it's more friendly. You're more inclined oh, to be like, I'm having a good time. Yeah, let me get a book. You know, let me get a poster. Let me see what's going on here. I, oh yeah, I, I completely like, agree. This fifty dollars. Let me put this back. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree, dude. That that was that was the the point of the con where I just opened up after I. I out with these guys for a couple minutes and just mm -hmm. talking like books and where they were from they just kind of hang out with them for mm -hmm. you know just BSing around dude I felt like like talking to everybody in that con dude and it was like it was something I needed dude it opened me up dude we actually um well uh, me and my, my my crew from social conditionings we hung out there way past uh, the nine o'clock whenever they were closing dude when mm -hmm. they everybody was just kind of cleaning them up we just kind of hung out there, dude. It was a good time, dude. This this con was like a nice, good experience, dude. I gotta say, dude. Right, Very a lot of friendly people. It, food was expensive, though. The food, no, never, never buy yeah, food yeah. at conventions. That's 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 yeah. like, I'm sorry, man. Someone someone led you astray. That is day one stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you gotta bring your own food, man. Get yeah, a backpack, throw some food mm. in there. Get a laptop bag. You can hide so many candy bars in there. Mm. I should I should have known, dude. Mm. Mm. It, okay. it did make me sad though because I. Uh, you paid $50 for what, one of those. No, uh, I mean, okay. like, <laughs> previous years of Boston Comic Con, it felt way more centered around, like, the local <laughs> artists and, and everything and, and the new stories. Mm -hmm. And supposed to now where they, they upped the booth prices and kicked out and, like... See, that, that makes me sad, man, because yeah. Boston Comic Con, it, it wasn't always the biggest convention, it seemed, even though they did kind of big time us last time and wouldn't, and wouldn't uh, oh, you know, we, we don't approve of your numbers, so we're not going to give you a press pass. Like, are you serious? New York is cool with this. Uh, Connecticut's cool with this. Autocon is cool with this. SDCC is cool with us, but Boston Comic Con, where we're from, Adam, where you from? Vermont. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, where most of us are from. Um, well, wouldn't show us that level of love. So it's like maybe they've been planning to like, you know, get in that headspace of being more like corporate and sterile for a while. And this is just like the ultimate transition. 
Could be. Well, that's, that's kind of a bummer, man. D- d- despite all that, uh, did he have an okay time? Yeah, I, I liked it. I saw I saw a uh, guy dressed as Batman. Uh, oh, man, at Comic-Con? Woo! I saw many of them. <laughs> but my favorite cosplay there was a guy dressed as Batman in a wheelchair, and he had a sign that says, I blame Bane. Judy, <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's good. good. That is good. I like it. I like it. Um, how about you, Herb? Uh, I had an amazing time. Very cool, very friendly people. Um, I did get word of an after party afterwards, but we we weren't brave enough to to go to it. You know, we ended up taking off and going somewhere else. But that is very cool. You know, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe next time I'll go check out the after parties. Check out like you know what people are up to afterwards. But I just I just wasn't brave enough to bear you know to like to do it this time around. But ten out of ten experience. We'll do it anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Perfect. Very cool. All right, and just to follow up before we close out real quick, what was your favorite costume? Since we've got that on the table now, if you, oh, if you saw, do you have a favorite man. cosplay? There were a lot of really cool cosplays. Uh, crap, I'm drawing. I'm drawing a blank now, though, dude. It's okay, man. I'm Why drawing a blank. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw a blank. It's, it's all good. I won't, I won't put you on the hot seat. <laughs> I saw a young man dressed like this. And I'm gonna no, okay. I'm, I'm holding up the uh, the sparkles picture. No, I, actually, this is this is from a few years ago. Um, I know I didn't go I, this year, but this was. I saw a man dressed as uh, Lilu Dallas from Fifth Element. Wow! So you saw a dude just in bandages in the wig. Yeah, crazy. So, kind of like that. Man, if I had the gumption to actually no question, if I had the figure to be able to rock that costume there. Um, well, anyways, um, my favorite costume of all time was uh, involved a wheelchair, a wheelchair as well. This kid in a wheelchair dressed as um, Immortan Joe, uh, and the wheelchair was like his rig. Nice. And it was being pulled by um, I don't know his sister, his mother, some older woman, maybe his girlfriend, who knows? Uh, but dressed as one of the wives. And and every time it, it, uh, they they walked out in front or jog out in front, whatever, it looked like one of the wives being chased by a Morton Joe from uh, from uh, Mad Max Fury Road. That's awesome. Yeah, it was freaking cool. Had like the face mask and everything. Um, all right, we still have a few more minutes here. We may have to say goodbye to Black Adam Willis, though. This man has places to be. He's too he got to get out. But uh, yeah, I wish I could talk to you about this review, but uh, I guess I'll just have to go and watch it myself. Yes, you will, my sure. friend. I want to get your thoughts specifically, and we'll do a longer, uh, re- uh, longer, uh, uh, you know, deep dive into it. But I want to first of all give this man a pound. All right. All right. Good doing time with you, mm-hmm. Johnny. High five. Yo, Herb. Thank you, sir. Peace. All right. And we are going to get into the Dark Tower. Stephen King's magnum opus. And these are my words. I mean, you know I'm grandiose as mm, But no, this is, these are his words. This is magnum opus. Opus. Basically, the Dark Tower is like Stephen King's masterpiece. This is a huge collection of books. They st- he started writing in 1970 and they finished. The last one came out in 2012. And each book supposedly, uh, the whole story supposedly ties in to all these other stories. The kids from it are reflected uh, and affected by the uh, events in the Dark Tower series. You know, um, oh God, I want to say the Langoliers because I'm stuck on the Langoliers. I love the Langoliers, Langoliers so much. It was a hell of a movie. It was. Bronson Pinchot's finest. Cool name. The Langoliers? Langoliers. You've never seen the Langoliers? Langolangolanga. Oh, All right, you need to see the Langoliers. And it is a TV movie that you can find just staying at home on a Sunday at any point, and it'll be well worth your time. 
it won't seem like it when you see like the premise and yep. it's just people running around an airport, but it is highly worth your time. Is the Dark Tower worth my time? Absolutely not, my friend. Oh, you know, the, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I had high hopes for the Dark Tower. I will actually, I, I didn't read the Dark Tower. I listened to the audiobook version, and I didn't realize that's what I was listening to. This was a this. Uh, it was kind of it was purely happenstance. Um, at the time, I was moving out of an old apartment, and my girlfriend had left uh, her CD collection there. And I had already disconnected like my PC and stuff. I didn't have any music to blast, and I've just got to unpack a lot of stuff before the morning. And I'm bored. TVs are unplugged, cable boxes are wrapped up and ready to go. All I've got is uh, I've got my old boombox, and I've got uh, her CD. So I'm looking through and seeing what's good there. This is a and wonderful story. I love this. This was it was, it was just pure. It was just random, and yeah. there's this uh, collection that. Is this uh, collection of discs? It was the Dark Tower series. I'm like, okay, that's random. I, I feel like I've heard this name before, and I threw it on. And here's how much packing I, I actually had to do. I listened to the whole damn thing. Woo! Yeah, wow. it, it, it was. I, I was like eight hours of packing straight. It sucked, but uh, it was the series, and I got familiar with the story. And I'm like, yo, this is long, drawn out, but damn good. Sounds like Stephen King. Long and drawn out. Oh, very yeah. much so. Have you have you ever seen the um uh the, I was gonna say the Tempest? Is it the Tempest? The Stand. The Stand. Thank you. If you ever seen the Stand. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I love, love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie's it, terrible. It, the first, it, it, the first, the first. Uh, I I saw it on VHS. So it was uh, I think four cassettes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was actually pretty awesome. Everything else after that was boring. It was like a dull snooze fest. Well, you probably fell asleep through it. It takes a weekend and a half to watch. Yeah. No, 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 I I did it all in one day. Oh, Ouch. why would you do that to yourself? You yeah, gotta, that seems cool. Well, did, I mean, if it was good, it should have been great, right? You could you can sit through gotta, all of gotta, Star Wars, right? You could do Star Wars, man. That's Mar- Mar- that's fantastic, you right? Got, you, the stand, stand, you I got don't a break stand from meals and church. Did you ever check out the Marvel print? No. Uh, yeah. All right. We'll see. Okay. Again, these works are are things that reflect on people, man. They have an effect, and Stephen King's work is good, even when adapted for uh, for other media to it, a to a degree. Usually, when uh, when it's in other form, mm-hmm. it has to be done not by Stephen King, someone else, mm-hmm. and it ends up being pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Good point. I'm not. This this wasn't necessarily done by Stephen King. The Oh, excuse me. They've been trying to make the Dark Tower for a long time, and for a while, the longest person, the longest running um, name attached to it was Ron Howard. Uh, he was gonna, <laughs> Ron Howard's a good director, yeah, man. Yeah. He he, he would have had an interesting spin on it, but for for the amount of time he was looking to, he was interested in the project. Uh, I don't know, the technology wasn't really up to um, the CG wasn't was nowhere near where it should be, and the project has never really got off the ground. You know, scripts were started and stopped, uh, production teams were you know put together and then disbanded, actors were uh, targeted, never actually cast, and the whole thing was kind of a mess. Finally. Uh, uh, it was shelved. Uh, Howard's moved on, and the uh, director that took this on is a dude. He had a very interesting story because he was mostly interested in because his whole vision was uh, when I when I first learned to speak to speak English to speak American, um, I learned from the Dark Tower. It's like okay, cool, well, good for you. Let's see what kind of what kind of what what a, what a true fan does with this work. And what we got is this mess of a story with surprisingly good acting. I mentioned Idris Elba. I was excited. He was one of my favorite actors, and the man is good. Despite when you give him crap like Prometheus, he's still good. He's, still he's the only good part of Prometheus. Mm, yes. Huh. Yes, he is. I do like that uh, Numi Rapace finally got an American role, but 
it it was it did her no justice. Yeah, she she was wasted on that movie. Very much so. They gave her a terrible character. Yeah. And again, why is it always toothy vaginas left and right? That's like <laughs> the, the, with the with the with the freaking the slugs coming out the eyeballs. Uh-huh. They made a yeah. movie about that. They did. They did. It's called Teeth. Yep. Okay, that's that's different. That's an actual vagina with teeth. Yeah. yeah. And in Prometheus, it was just, everything looks like a vagina with teeth. It's like very obviously there was there was some kind of like uh, someone had some deep seated uh, uh, misogyny going on there, and they need to they need to Rest present peace, it somewhere. Uh, that artist, so. they're H. just Geiger? hungry. Well, H.R. Geiger was veiny penises left and right. That's a little different. It was yeah. rib cages and penises. Oh, okay. And and hybrids of, of, of both. This is nowhere. This is this had nothing to do with the Dark Tower. <laughs> We're diverging so much. Sorry. We are. Okay, let me stay on point. First of all, the Dark Tower is itself is a good story and I'm familiar with the book so I was disappointed to see that the movie was kind of mediocre and by mediocre I mean it was well acted the, the fault is not in any of the actors except maybe Matthew McConaughey who is a stellar actor in most everything but really felt like he was phoning this one in like this dude he, he, he see it seemed like he was sedated through most of the movie you know, and the role doesn't really call for that, man. It's that's uh, his natural face, right? No, his natural thing is really me- mellow and laid back. You know, all right, all right, all right. And most of the time, he's except when he's. Mm. There you go. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope you guys have seen Wolf of Wall Street. It's such a great scene. <laughs> it's so good. All right, but no, um, McConaughey plays the big bad in this. He plays the man in black, and Idris Elba plays the protagonist, uh, Roland Deschain. Which okay now a little bit of controversy That's before a great the, name Roland Deschain yeah it's not bad That's um he plays the gunslinger uh, the main character throughout most of these and uh, there was a bit of controversy because people were complaining that why is Roland's usually play is, is written as is written as Caucasian he's a white guy why do you have Idris Elba playing him if anything he should be the man in black. Like, oh, really? Okay, I, so you don't want your protagonist, your hero, being recast as a black guy, but you want the black guy to play the villain, who's also a white guy? What, what, was, what, what wow. are you getting at here? That's, 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 my, that's my question, yeah, my reaction. But was the gunslinger actually white in the, in both, the books? They are both white, yeah. The gunslinger was white, and the man in black was white. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I'd heard something. I didn't, maybe it was, I was wrong, but I'd heard that they never actually referred to his skin tone. Oh, I could have sworn they did. No, they um, they referred to his eyes, uh, blue eyes. Okay, so you know, oh, one of those, one of those uh, baby blue eyed, eyed yeah, yeah, black yeah. folks from you know natural. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's from another d- dimension or whatnot, right? And, oh, okay. it, he can have black blue eyes. All right, the very the very accepting. Um, <laughs> very baby, I got nothing. Hero. I don't know. I'm no, no, no. It's, it's all good. What I'm what I'm getting at is, uh, it's a, it's a silly thing to be mad at, uh, especially if you after you see the movie. There's plenty more to be upset about. Um, the main beef is. This is a succinct production. Everything happens very quickly. Everything happens very tightly. And that's a problem because this is a very long story. It's you know, a Stephen King It thing. is. But it's well, it's well developed. You know, the, uh, and I, I don't mean to continuously uh, rate the movie based on the book. I'm just saying that as a movie itself, it felt lacking. It felt like you can tell there's a longer story here that they're kind of, uh, that you get the abridged version. And that really hurt this production because the acting from uh, Elba was good. Uh, the performances from other people were decent enough. You know, I think the only one that really kind of bothered me would be McConaughey. And that's unfortunate because I know he's a great actor. I know he's done phenomenal work and I really expected a lot more from him. And it seemed like he was phoning this in. You did buy him as some parts evil, but that was more in like the writing setting, uh, you know, having the character do this heinous stuff. And it felt like he sleepwalked through this one, which is unfortunate. Um, 
the little boy Tom Taylor who played Jake, uh, the main, the not the main character of the stories, but the main one that this movie follows as the catalyst for uh, Roland's story, is surprisingly well. You know, he he did a great job. Uh, I found out that um, production was held up because the kid's growing. He's a little boy, and by the time they started production and ended production, he he had, he had like sprouted like two feet, oh, wow. and he, he looked different. He sounded different, so they had to do a ton of reshoots to make oh, it to man. make to make you understand. No, this is the same kid, and it didn't happen over the course of like four years. Good old puberty. Yeah, hey, good for him. You know, maybe yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe maybe the boy got laid too. Well, no, no, he he was still like twelve. Without, without, that, that's, yeah, that's yeah, no, creepy, no, no, man. Yeah. definitely not. Um, Catherine Winnick uh, was a face that I actually. Struck she plays uh, Jake's mother, Lori. I struggled to recognize her because she did a good job, and I'm like, someone of this caliber. I feel like I've seen her before. From where? And I checked her uh, her catalog. She's done a lot of TV movies and straight to video, straight to Netflix stuff, which none of, almost none of I've seen. And then I saw Bones. If anyone's seen Bones, you will recognize her as Holly. Talking about uh, the, me, as Hannah, the TV series. The TV series. She is oh, Hannah, wow. the woman that uh, uh, Seely Booth dated. For uh, several episodes, it's went like fifteen nearly to years ago. Bones or more? Bones just wrapped like like uh, last year, I think. Yeah, but they oh, ran to for start. Like oh yeah, Bones, years Bones ran like for a long time. Is yeah. that what, is that what you're talking about? Um, yeah, yeah. When it first started. Okay, yeah. I think I only watched like two episodes of that when it first appeared, and that was it. Okay, yeah. It was a very different. It was a very different show after that first season. That first season was. Like they were working out a lot of kinks, yeah. and they re- they redesigned uh, the char- the character of Bones herself and the way the story played out. It was pretty good. I liked it. I followed it from beginning to end. Um, but that's where you recognize her from, and the rest of the actors are kind of I won't even say they're B C listers. They're people I've uh, never really seen before, and they all gave decent performances. So the casting was still on point. The direction was the ma- was mainly at fault here because people that were placed in scenes that should have made you really feel should have been gut-wrenching should have really made you feel those emotional like hits were just kind of like there's no reason to care about these people they're on something happens and they're off or they're on they do something amazing and you don't care they're on something happens that should affect you some way positively negatively you get none of that and it moves very quickly so you don't even have time to reflect on it like think back like you know what that happened yeah that was kind of it none of it which is a daggone shame because when you have a uh, a director that has a story like I learned a lot about myself from this movie and I had the need so I don't know what accent that is but he <laughs> felt he really felt a personal connection so you're like this is the person that's really going to give it their all and you got a movie that it is a tight hour and a half yeah I heard it was really short yes it is it, it is an hour and a half and scenes that should be badass there are a couple of couple of cool effects a ton of effects only a couple of them are really cool a lot of the other stuff looks kind of like mm, kind of mediocre so is, um, this, is this a sequel to like the books is that what they're saying that it is or is it like an no, adaption this, this is an, an adaptation of one of the first books oh, okay uh, this is you're introduced to Roland for the first time you know and you find out about his mission and you find out how the man in black fits in and nothing else is really factored in. If you're a hardcore Stephen King fan, and I heard this, I didn't spot it for myself. I heard that there's a couple of Easter eggs in the backgrounds of some of the scenes that do tie in to other Stephen King works. Cujo. Confirmed. Confirmed? Cujo? You said I don't know. Cujo. I'm just saying, was there a dog in the back? Uh, I don't know, maybe. A rabid dog. Yeah, if, if there was, you, you saw you saw like a bit of fur, and then they moved on to a different scene. They were in a different yeah. city now. I was just joking around. No, uh, Cujo's a terrible movie. Cujo's not a great flick, yeah. But, 
so, uh, what about the rumors that this this might lead to a uh, uh, like a, a series on HBO? Or oh, they were trying hard really? for it. Yes, they were. You could plainly tell. And unfortunately, that that would have been cool as hell if they did. If this was a good movie, they'd have had the sequel. They'd have had the series. No problem. That mm. seems like a that's a good fit. Is to have Stephen King works in a longer format like a TV series. Oh yeah, dude. And especially Dark Tower from from what I've heard from other people talking about this, mm-hmm. it is, there is a lot of, like, characters and interesting, sort of like a very a high fantasy, not high fantasy, but a mm-hmm. lot of fantasy-like elements to it that sort of interweave this this very intricate... Well, totally. Stephen King's story. work is good for that. Making movies out of the stuff is generally... Mm, it works sometimes, it doesn't. Like, Shawshank Redemption, fantastic. Mm. The Langoliers, what I mentioned, is really good. Uh, Stephen King's version of The Shining. Yeah. Terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible. You know, but I mean, it comes down to interpretation of the work. So you get somebody better on this project, and The Dark Tower could have been, like, legit. Yeah. Even as... Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan can't do everything, but yeah, yeah he you know he would have made this one he would have made this one pretty awesome, pretty badass. Even Zack Snyder co-directing would have made the effects better. Ooh. I said co. Wow. I said co. Oh man, Ooh. you get yeah you get you get him you get him doing uh doing the action scenes doing the uh, special effects. Ooh, Don't let no. him anywhere near. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no, no. Think, about, think, think about this. Way. Think about this way. Give him an Imagine, early retirement. Think about this way. Imagine if Sucker Punch was a good movie. I can't Punch, do that. that Suck, was, Sucker Punch looked amazing, but awful movie. That was such a cool you trailer, know? though. Yeah, oh, so misleading. <laughs> oh, no. But no, it looked amazing. Oh. It was crappy. If this one didn't even look amazing for most of it, and that's the that's the problem. All the cool stuff was the cool was the stuff that looked cool in the trailer. Like that's the problem. Everything oh, that was wow. cool was shown in the trailer. Awful. It's the Dark Tower starring Idris Elba, starring Matthew McConaughey. I have to say pass, and that really hurts because I had high hopes for this, and they had good material to work off of. Ow. But at the end of the day, it just was not there. It's in theaters now. If you're watching this on time in the live broadcast, and if you're not, well then you should. You can check us out every Monday at Twitch.tv/slash/TheGeekDown, and you can hear our melodious voices at WEMFRadio.com. Man, we've come to the end of another one. I want to thank Baron Jones for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you, man. You're welcome back anytime. So tomorrow at like 2 o'clock? Well, you're welcome back anytime. We're actually on in here, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank Just Johnny. You. I want to thank DJ Herbie Herb. All your bass are belong to us. Okay, stop that right there. I want to thank Black Adam Willis. And, of course, I want to thank you, our awesome listeners. If you have anything, you, if you have anything on this show you heard about and want, to, you heard and want to chime in on, give us your opinions, your thoughts, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. You can always check us out, all our material, at geek-down.com. And if you go to the contact section on the website, all our information is there for Facebook, for Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, the Twitch information. Again, you can find us. You can chat with us. Let us know what's good and keep in t- uh, keep up to speed with our antics. We'll catch you all right here Monday nights, 9 p.m. next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Until then, be excellent to each other. Peace.